welcome to our Wildlife Justice Commission podcast. We're talking today with part of a team that works to put an end to wildlife trafficking, this multi-billion dollar transnational organized crime that is driving vulnerable species to extinction. We're talking with crime investigators, intelligence analysts, lawyers. We're talking with the women that are at the forefront fighting against transnational wildlife crime, working to drive these criminals out of shadows and bring an end to this dirty business. We're going to listen to this woman who talked to us about their jobs and how they're going about it. Intelligence analysis is key to effective law enforcement investigations. It allows to understand how criminal networks operate and helps strategic decision-making for the investigations. We're talking with Sarah Stoner. She's the criminal intelligence analyst with a long career in different units of the Greater Manchester Police in the UK, including the counterterrorism unit at the UK Wildlife Crime Unit. She's the Senior Investigation Manager at the Wildlife Justice Commission, where she heads the intelligence unit that provides support to the investigations team. Let's hear her. Wildlife crime can take lots of different forms, um, and I've worked on lots of different types of wildlife crime, but the one that we particular fo particularly focus on at the Wildlife Justice Commission are the more serious transnational crimes, and some of those uh Particular types of smuggling do truly qualify as transnational crimes, such as, you know, the international smuggling of ivory. Um, it spans many different countries, it spans different continents, um, and it's an extremely lucrative type of crime. I've always been really interested in crime, even as a very young, uh, young person, and I always wanted to get into criminology. I studied criminology at university, uh, and when I was around 16 years old, I found out what an criminal intelligence analyst was, and I loved the idea of doing that, and that's what I decided to do. So um, I worked for a number of years um, for a police force as an intelligence analyst, um, working on other sorts of uh, organised crime. Um, and I actually then became familiar with wildlife crime, and I had no idea beforehand about this particular form of crime. Um, and I guess uh, I... I I started looking into it a little bit more uh, and there was a, a particular job with the UK Wildlife Crime um, Unit that I decided to go for and I got the job and ever since then I've not really looked back and it's just such an interesting um, topic I feel like and it, there are so many things that affect it, um, lots of social issues, political issues as well and I just think it's hugely interesting and um, I also like the involvement, not just law enforcement but also academia, Um, and different types of discipline that all play the part to try and understand and tackle this particular complex problem. Okay, my daily job is very um, interchangeable. Um, I play lots of different roles. Um, fundamentally, I'm in charge of our intelligence unit at the Wildlife Justice Commission. Um, we have a number of different analysts that work within the team. So um, a lot of my job is concerned with good information management, making sure that our information is turned into good intelligence products that ensure our investigations are intelligence-led. Intelligence analysis is a really important aspect of uh, understanding and tackling organised wildlife crime. And we have a really nice team um, 
that are entirely focused on analysing information and assessing the intelligence picture and as it's uh, changing. And our team is quite unique in the fact that we have um, six different analysts, five of which are women, which is really uh, quite unusual, I feel, for a, for a team that are very um, operational and um, whilst there are a lot of women in conservation, there are not as many women working in law enforcement um, on this particular issue. So it's something that we, um, I think, is a little bit unique. I honestly don't like to look too much into the future. Um, I think that this is, as I've said, it's a very complex problem and there are lots of different organisations and bodies that play a crucial role in trying to tackle um, wildlife crime. Um, but I do think it's we are it, we are moving in a positive direction and particularly with a lot of the work that the Wildlife Justice Commission do. Um, we play a particular niche um, in terms of filling a lot of knowledge gaps about transnational crime. You know, a lot of the law enforcement agencies work at their national jurisdiction um, and they don't always examine the problem from the transnational level. And that's really where we come in. We try and fill in those knowledge gaps for the law enforcement agencies that perhaps don't have that kind of oversight. Um, so I do feel it's moving in a positive direction, but it's very much small steps. Criminal investigators play a key role on the fight against wildlife crime. Today, we're listening to an experienced professional that works undercover to identify traders in illegal wildlife products. So in this podcast, her name is not disclosed to protect her security. My daily job as an undercover investigator is not an easy one, and it is challenging because we investigate wildlife trafficking, and here we're dealing with, with criminals. They are witty and they are sharp and ask many questions to gain their trust, and that's not easy. If they don't trust you, you cannot step forward and make any progress in the case. And there is the risk, because you sometimes think, uh, what will happen if the criminals recognize you, and you think of your family and of your partner, but we also need to collect the evidence and, and ask all the questions properly because any suspicion from them will put not only me at risk, but also my whole team and, and the operation. But overall, I think we're very lucky because the Wildlife Justice Commission has really the best team. Everything is very well planned in advance and communicated to help us avoiding any risk and to protect us. I think being in my team, the investigators, is great because we really are on the front line. But we also have many professionals backing us up, um, such as intelligence analysts and lawyers. And I'm also happy to see now that our team has more women because uh, those roles seem traditionally uh, for men. Um, but having more women on the team has um, led us to work more efficiently. I think I have two reasons to do my job. Uh, the first one is quite general, um, and it is for the next generation to enjoy wildlife. The second one, um, I have seen the wildlife in nature and 
that's where they belong to. Humans, we don't have the right to deprive them from their lives. I have witnessed the scale of damage done to wildlife, and that's made me determined to help put the criminals responsible in jail. Thinking of the future, I think that the levels of transnational wildlife trafficking will eventually decrease because well, because more criminals have been caught and that has made the others um, probably worried. Um, I think it's not so easy money anymore. So I think and I hope that the levels of trafficking will eventually decrease. Some investigations can take up years until the evidence is gathered to break down the criminal syndicates. Check the timeline into our Operation Dragon, www.wildlifejustice.org, to see and hear the unfolding of a two-year criminal investigation into a widespread trafficking of freshwater turtles and tortoise in South and Southeast Asia. We're going to hear now another criminal investigator who plays a key role on the fight against wildlife crime. In this podcast, her name is not disclosed to protect her security. Let's hear her. Actually, there are some risks in my job. Wildlife trafficking is considered a crime and we are dealing with criminals. The most risky thing is being exposed, being recognized by the targets. If they suspect you, it's not safe anymore, not for you and not for the whole team. All the targets are not easy to deal with. They have been in the business for a long time, so they know how to not look like a criminal. And the last thing is the language barrier. We communicate in English, and English is not my first language. I think it's quite a challenge for me. My team is very diverse. We come from very different cultural backgrounds. We are different nationalities, dif uh, different professions, communicators, lawyers, intelligence analysts, or even crime investigators. We have both men and women working together in this team. And, and as a woman, I feel like my role is quite equal to the men's role in this job. In order to deter the current levels of wildlife transnational crime, I think the most important thing should be education, to change the mindset of buyers. People should not use wildlife body parts. It is not the right thing to do. People should know that killing animals, especially wildlife, is not the right thing to do. If we could stop the demands, there would be no more animal killed, no wildlife trafficking, no violence, and no corruption. But this is not easy to do, so we should do it step by step. I do love animals. Imagine one day in the future, we don't have any chance to see elephants and tigers. That would be horrible. I believe that what we do at the Wildlife Justice Commission is the right thing. It's my pleasure to work with the Wildlife Justice Commission. Every 30 minutes, an elephant is killed for its ivory. Three rhinos a day are slaughtered for their horns. Organized wildlife crime syndicates operate on such an industrial scale 
that endangered species are under 24-hour armed guard, fragile habitats are threatening, and communities and livelihoods destabilized. Please check out www.wildlifejustice.org and subscribe to our newsletter to find out more about our work to stop wildlife trafficking. Her passion for wildlife moved Jacqueline Booby to graduate in biology and later to join the Kenya Wildlife Service, where she was trained as an intelligence operations analysis and also worked with communities to raise awareness on the importance of wildlife conservation. She's currently an intelligence analyst at the Wildlife Justice Commission. Let's hear Jackie. Based on my experiences and my my work at the Wildlife Justice Commission, I would describe wildlife trafficking is indeed a form of transnational wildlife crime and a very profitable one at that. It is actually the most uh, it's a for, it's the fourth most profitable global crime after drug trafficking, human trafficking, and counterfeiting. And oftentimes it is actually overlooked and it does not get the attention and the serious, uh, the, the, how serious the, the level of crime is on a global perspective. And it's actually now from a conservation point of view, it causes irreversible damage to various ecosystems all across the globe. And this actually... Oh, often impacts the communities that heavily rely on natural resources to survive. So it really needs to be taken into consideration and the seriousness and the gravity of the matter of how extensive we are losing our flora and fauna every day is actually at an alarming rate. And uh, definitely it cannot be said that is in any other form of, of, of crime apart from a global network of people who are out to just destroy and profit self uh, profit profit individually because of the proceeds of this uh, the sale of natural resources my daily job is um, I'm involved in conducting analysis of various case files and wildlife uh, wildlife information both open source and we work with uh, with 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 uh, with criminal investigators, wildlife criminal investigators, who provide uh, information that I usually sit down and analyze it and convert this information to actionable intelligence that can be used to inform law enforcement, inform uh, for strategic and also tactical operations so that you can be able to identify and deter these wildlife criminals. Uh, every job has its own risks. What I do requires a very high level of professionalism and confidentiality so that we can actually maintain the integrity of the information. So what we, the risk I, I could say I face is the risk of information uh, compromising the integrity of the information and a breach of that security. I can actually just say I do this because number one, I'm very passionate about nature, about wildlife, and I'm fascinated by just how how the world and how these animals and also the the animals, the flora, the fauna, how just the world works. And that, that just began in from a young age. So going forward and now doing what I'm doing right now, someone 
or some in, few individuals who are out there to just make profit by destroying something that is actually invaluable is what makes me want to do what I want to do right now. With over 20 years' experience in international justice and diplomacy, Olivia Swag-Goldman is the executive director of Wildlife Justice Commission. She joined the organization from the Office of the Prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, where she was head of the International Relations Task Force. Let's hear from Olivia. I see a very strong link um, for doing this job as I have throughout my career, and that is how do we protect the weak in society? How do we ensure that governments and states live up to the commitments that they've made to protect the weak? So we've agreed, all of us, amongst each other, that we will protect wildlife, that you won't trade in an endangered species. Yet the rules that we've made aren't being enforced. So how do we get governments to do this? How do we make sure that these vulnerable species are being protected? And I, I do this job because I'm sure that we can figure out how to make this more effective and really try and... Um, buy some time and, and secure a future for these, for these species. We have a really diverse team, and that's something I'm really um, proud of, but also I'm really grateful for. We have people from all over the world that are bringing their skills and expertise that they've developed in other areas and bringing it to the area of wildlife crime. So we have colleagues from, from uh, all over Europe, Africa, um, Eurasia, and really they're bringing these skills and techniques and their cultural background with them that help us to be as effective as we can be. One of the main challenges in my daily job is making sure that the team has everything they need to do their work as best as they can. Um, so when we're organizing an event, for example, at the United Nations, making sure that we have the support of member states, making sure that we have a great panel that's on uh, uh, willing to participate in this, making sure that we have um, some people helping to organize it. So the challenges are, uh, are many, but it's mostly about making sure that we're being as effective as we can be. Well, every job has its risks. And certainly when you're um, trying to combat transnational crime, there are more risks than in other jobs. But we have a really expert team that looks into risk assessment, make sure that we're all as safe as we can be. And everybody's extremely committed and willing to take the steps necessary to protect themselves and the organization. So I feel pretty comfortable. I'm really excited about the future. I, I see how effective the Wildlife Justice Commission has been able to be in only four years. And I see how the model works. And this is really encouraging. So I'm, I'm really excited and encouraged about the future. I think we can, we can make a big difference in terms of helping to secure some protection for these species. Thank you for sharing this time with us. You can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Leaving a review will be great, because that will help more folks outside our network to find us. If you want to help us with our mission to hold wildlife traffickers accountable and shut down their criminal networks, please go to www.wildlifejustice.org where you can donate and subscribe to our newsletter. Please share your views. We want to hear from you.
Thank you.